Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. Yes, you get to see my ugly mug yet again for another series of Best 17s, another episode of Best 17s. We're going to be going through the Cowboys, the Parramatta Reels, and the South Sydney Rabbitohs in this one. And I cannot wait, cannot wait. Uh, we've got some pretty stacked lineups and a lot to go through in this episode. So let's get it underway straight away. And as always, if I do forget any players in these 17s, I'd love you to hit me up in the DMs of the Instagram, Big Lezzers League. If you don't follow it already, make sure to go ahead and give it a follow. Also on the TikTok, just starting to get that back up again. So if you want to go and follow the TikTok as well, make sure you go ahead and do that. But without further ado, let's get into the Cowboys 1-17 to going into the 2024 season. Now, it's pretty much unchanged from last year. There's not too many guys coming in. There's not too many guys going out as well. It is pretty similar to the 2023 season. So not too much to talk about here with the Cowboys other than this back row situation we've got on our hands here. Who are going to be the starting back rowers? Who's going on the bench here for the Cowboys? Let's take a quick look. So uh, for the Cowboys, for me, fullback, he locks himself straight in. Scott Drinkwater, um, he has been outstanding over the past two years, really made fullback his own. Uh, and I'm really keen to see him go at it again in 2024. Not too much to say about Scott Drinkwater. Other than that, he is very close to an origin debut. Uh, for my wingers, now this is going to be really hectic for uh, Cowboys fans to hear, but Semi Valame, I think he gets that spot back again in 2024. He was outstanding in 2023. Uh, a real turnaround, one of the better turnarounds I think we've ever seen in NRL history. Uh, he will definitely be able to uh, keep that spot in 2024 this season. Uh, and Murray Talagi, for me, there's been a lot of rumors suggesting he will be in the centers in 2024. I think he's a winger. I think he's a fantastic winger. He's done a great job at winger for the past two years that we've seen him in the competition. I wouldn't want to change that now, especially when you've got two young gun centers fighting it out for that right center spot. I wouldn't really want to change too much here uh, in terms of the back line. I think that Murray Talaki keeps his spot on the wing. Uh, in terms of the centers, uh, Valentine Holmes is a dead set lock. He is outstanding and was outstanding in 2023. Uh, a guy, I think, went a little bit under the radar in terms of his form. He was consistently running 250 meters a game, getting a fucking range of post-contact meters. He was absolutely outstanding. Uh, so Valentine Holmes, I think, definitely is a lock in this team. Uh, and Zach Labart. A lot of people are going down the way of Viliami Vaila. I think that it will be Zach Labart who gets the first crack. Outstanding player. We've seen that towards the back end of 2023 and for PNG in the World Cup as well. So much potential. So young. So raw. Chuck him in now. Peter Hiku obviously gone to the Super League. It's a perfect opportunity to bring in a guy like Zach Labart. Uh, in terms of the halves, I've got Tom Dearden as my six, Chad Townsend as my seven. I think everyone would have the same. If you don't, what are you doing? Uh, Chad Townsend, he gets another run uh, at number seven. There was, for some reason, a little bit of questioning as to whether Chad Townsend would be in the seven this year. If you think Chad Townsend's not going to be in the number seven, you're kidding yourself. He was outstanding in 2023, even though... 
uh, the Cowboys weren't going too well. He was very consistent throughout the entire year. His kicking game was great. His passing game was immaculate. I think that he will definitely get another run here in this Cowboys number seven jersey, at least until next year when potentially Tom Dearden does move into that seven role. And they either bring in uh, Jake Clifford into that sixth role or they find someone else for that jersey. But Chad Townsend, for me, he definitely gets another year to prove that he is good, as I say, as, I, as I've been saying, he is. Uh, and I think that a lot of people will agree once the Cowboys potentially go on a little run in 2024. Uh, for the front rowers, we've got Jordan McLean and Jason Taumalolo. I think that Jason Taumalolo moves into the front row. Ruben Cotter going into that thirteen jersey. Um, I don't, I can't, I really can't see uh, Jason Taumalolo sticking it out in the number thirteen for too much longer. I feel like he's at the stage in his career now where he does move into uh, the middle forwards, into that forward rotation. Ruben Cotter's the future at 13 for me. He's got great ball-playing skills from his days at hooker. Uh, I think that he's a perfect 13 for this side moving forward, and I think that's going to be his role moving forward too in that 13 jersey. Jason Tamalolo, as I said, it's about time in his career where he does move into that forward rotation in the front row alongside the vet in Jordan McLean. Reese Robson is a lock at nine. Uh, I don't really see anyone else competing for that jersey. Uh, Reese Robson, obviously in origin form at the moment, played origin uh, last season and absolutely killed it. A great debut, a great two games for him in 2023. Looking to keep up that form going into the 2024 season, potentially stealing a jersey off guys like Damian Cook and Api Corosau, who are obviously reaching the twilight of their careers. Uh, Reese Robson. Uh, in the back row, now this is where it gets a little bit sticky. We've got Jeremiah Nanai, Luciano Leilua. We've got Kule Kefu, Fine Fuiaki, and we've also got Halem Luki. Uh, so we've got four back rowers that can fit into this rotation. I have got Jeremiah Nanai starting, uh, and I've got Luciano Leilua starting on that left-hand side. Jeremiah Nanai on the right, where he is so deadly. I think that's how the Cowboys do go. That is exactly how they went towards the back end of the season. I don't think they change it too much going into this coming season either. I think they keep it very, very similar. Uh, so Jeremiah Nanai and Luciano Leilua, they're in the back row. Ruben Cotter, we already discussed at 13. Uh, in terms of the bench for the Cowboys, I've got Jake Granville at 14. Uh, the fact that he's come in and played a number of positions, whether it be fullback, whether it be in the halves for a little stint, whether it be a lock forward or at nine, he can play a number of positions. He's proven that now in this team. He is a lock in that 14 jersey, for me at least. Uh, Clifford, you can argue, could be in there, but I imagine that Robson... You know, I don't think he should be playing the full 80 minutes. I feel like he should have another guy who can cover at hooker just in case, you know, he wants to come off in the 50th, 55th, or 60th minute uh, in a game just to have a bit of a spell. I feel like he's going to get a better stint out of Reese Robson if he's not playing the full 80 minutes. You get a bit more energy, a bit more spark out of a guy like Reese Robson when, he's, when he doesn't have to play the full game. So Jake Granville... Definitely there in that 14 jersey for me. Uh, I feel like Jake Clifford, you're not really going to get too much out of him other than playing a roaming role uh, off the bench or maybe covering in the halves if there's injury. I wouldn't put him on the bench to play hooker. Uh, in terms of the rest of the bench, uh, again, where it gets sticky, you want to fit some of these guys in like your Helam Lukies, uh, like your Kule Kefu Finne Fuyakis. Uh, I've had to really try hard to say that name again and again and again. I've really had to ingrain that in my brain because 
I've trumbled on that name so many times. Uh, really had to lock it in. So thank God that I have corrected that one. Kulak Efefinefiwiyaki, though, uh, I can say it really fast now, which is nice. Uh, he'll definitely be on the bench for me. He can play in the middle. He can play on an edge. Uh, he is so versatile in the forward pack, and he's got so much ability. He has got great agility, great footwork at the line, especially. He runs some really great lines. Um, I feel like he will definitely be on the bench in jersey number 15. Jersey 16, you want a front rower, an out-and-out front rower too. This guy was in the squad for the New Zealand Kiwis this year. Griffin name, he is definitely in there for me. Really solid footballer. Uh, really solid all year too. Very consistent uh, for the North Queensland Cowboys when he's been in this team. I think he was out for a little bit in 2023 with injury, but all in all, very, very consistent. So he will be in there for sure. Uh, obviously, Griffin name. And then, look, it's a real dogfight between a Cohen Hess and a Halem Lukey. Over those two, I think it's got to be Cohen Hess. Cohen Hess, a little bit more versatile, can play in the middle or on the edge. Halem Lukey can play in the middle as well, but Cohen Hess has been really good. He's actually been very underrated uh, from last year. I think he does get that spot in the jersey number 17 over Helam Lukey. Uh, I feel like Helam Lukey could be one of those guys that goes over to the St. George Illawarra Dragons. There's obviously rumors that either him or Kulakefu Finafuiyaki will be making the trip to St. George. I think most likely it will be Helam Lukey uh, going into 2025. Um, that's unfortunate for Helam Lukey, but that's just how I see it going. He's had a few injuries uh Throughout the past two years, Kulak Fuyaki seems to be the next big thing. So I think that the Cowboys might choose to keep him over Halem Lukey, which could be a real dogfight um, as well. It could end up being really messy. So that's definitely one to watch. Whether Kulak Fuyaki goes or whether Halem Lukey goes, we don't know. Uh, but I could see either one of them being in this 17 and the other one going to St. George. But that is my 17 as it stands for the Cowboys. Moving on to the Parramatta Reels. Um, again, very interesting, this lineup. And obviously, Brad Arthur has come out uh, in the past few days and said that he will only run with one hooker um, in the side, playing the full 80 minutes. Um, they've said it on Bloke in a Bar. I've said it many times on my podcast. Long gone are the days where you have an 80-minute hooker um, coming off, you know, an 80-minute hooker, sorry, in your side. Generally, there is someone coming off the bench. Um, and, you know, obviously, Brad Arthur has gone the opposite of that. He will not be running with a hooker off the bench. So it's going to be really interesting to see who they pick in jersey number 14. Hopefully, they get someone that can play that hooking role. But looking through their squad, they don't really have anyone that can do that. Uh, and I've got a bit of a wild card in the number 14 jersey just based off what Brad Arthur has said, that he will only be running with the one hooker. We did do a hooker deep dive on the podcast for the Parramatta Reels. If you want to go back and listen to that one, it came out uh, a few days ago, mid-January. So if you want to scroll down and find that one, make sure you do so. Uh, if you want to go and listen to my podcast on Spotify, it is called Big Lezzers League Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Make sure you go back and have a listen to some of those podcasts. We've had some great content uh, coming out through the month of January, and the listens have been at an all-time high, and that's all thanks to you guys as well. Um, but back to the Parramatta Reels, let's go through this 1-17. to Gutho, for me, is the fullback. Uh, I really like what I've seen from Clint Gutherson at fullback over the past few years. Yes, they've said they needed to get some more X-Factor in that jersey. I think you're a few years off 
trying to replace Gutho at fullback. I feel like, yes, he could definitely transition into the centers over the next few years, but right now he's probably one of the game's best fullbacks, and that isn't even an understatement. He's definitely in the top five for me. He is so good and so consistent, and he puts in 100, 110%. Uh, for this team each and every week. So why wouldn't you have him there at fullback? Uh, on the wings, I've got Mike Acevo and Sean Russell. Sean Russell, I think, will be the future at fullback if Gutho does transition into the centers. Uh, but Sean Russell, obviously, very fresh into his career, very unlucky with an ACL injury uh, that cut his season short, I think, last year or the year before. Uh, coming into this side this year, um, I'm really keen on him. I think that he could be the next thing, big thing out of Parramatta. I think he's in for a big season if he gets a fair crack at this wing spot. But he's on the wing for me with Mike Acevo, who is an absolute lock in this team. I'd love to see a bit more aggression um, out of Mike Acevo this year. I want to see some prime Mike Acevo in 2024, uh, as we all do. I think these two centers are locks as well. Uh, Will Penasini and Bailey Simonson in this side. Um, Bailey Simonson was outstanding in 2023. So was Will Penasini. They're both locks in this team. Uh, and you cannot change my mind about that whatsoever. Uh, Dylan Brown at 5'8 with Mitchell Moses at halfback. Again, both locks there. No one really competing for either of those jerseys just due to the fact that they have such a lack of halves in their top 30 squad. It is Dejan Arcee, and I believe Ethan Sanders is still on a development deal. So uh, they don't have too many guys that can fill in in the halves in that squad, which is a bit of a scary thought. But Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, they are locked in as the halves for 2024, obviously. Uh, front rowers, again, locked in. Junior Paulo and Regan Campbell-Gillard, one of the best front row pairings in the competition. And then you've got Brendan Hands for me uh, as the starting nine in this team. He's young, he's fresh, he's raw, he has a lot of ability. I'd love to see him run the ball a little bit more in this team. Only run about an average of 25 metres a game. I'd love to see him run the ball, get a bit more crafty in this team. He definitely has the potential to do so. We saw that in his debut game. Brendan Hands really keen on him. I think he offers a little bit more than what Joey Lussick does. And for that reason alone, I am putting him in this side over Joey Lussick um, as that 80 minute number nine. Can Brendan Hands handle 80 minutes? We'll have to wait and see. But as far as Brad Arthur is concerned, he will have to handle it going into the first few weeks of the competition. And look, anything can happen between now and then. Brad Arthur's opinion might change, but as it stands at the moment, there will only be one hooker in this team, and for me, it's Brendan Hands. Uh, the back rowers, I think, will be Bryce Cartwright and Ryan Madison. I think both of those guys start, and you know when they did start in 2023, they were unstoppable, both formidable in their positions. Uh, really keen to see how Ryan Madison and Bryce Cartwright go and how they're used in this team, whether they are both starting or if one of them is on the bench. A lot of people do have Maddo on the bench just because he can play that utility sort of role. Obviously played a little bit of six as well in 2023, so we'll have to wait and see what his role is in this team in 2024. But as far as I'm concerned, he's a starting back rower along with Bryce Cartwright. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood is at 13. Uh, really liked Jermaine Hopgood last year. I think that he has got a long way to go yet. People forget that it's his first season in first grade uh, last year. It'll be his second year in first grade this season. Uh, his first game was round one of last year. Um, so a lot of people judged him early. 
but I think that it was pretty unfair, the judgment that he did get, considering that it was his first season in NRL in first grade. Uh, I think he's going to be all better for it going into the second season of his career, and I'm very keen to see how he goes. He's not one of the younger guys. I think he is 26, 27 years old, um, so he has still got a little while to go, but I think that he is going to be all the better for having a full season under his belt already going into 2024. So Jermaine Hopgood is my 13. Now my 14 is where it gets a little bit controversial. Brad Arthur has said there will only be one hooker in this team. So Dejan Arcee is my 14. He's pretty much the only guy that you could really chuck at 14 other than Joey Lussick. But he can play a number of positions for you, whether it be fullback, on the wing, in the centers, in the halves, potentially at hooker, although I wouldn't really count on it, and as a roaming second 5'8", 13 type role um, that we've seen in the competition become very, very popular over the past two to three years. Uh, he'll play that 14 role to a T for me. I think he's the perfect or one of the perfect 14s in the competition or has the potential to be. Um Kelma Tuolagi, I think, just makes the 17 as a back rower. Can also slot into the middle if you really need him to. Um, I feel like it's going to be a big year for Kelma Tuolagi as well uh, in this side. We'll have to see how he goes, but I think it's going to have to be a really big year for him. Uh, obviously, he had an up-and-down year last year. Uh, coming into this Parramatta side, I feel like it's going to have to be a massive step up for him going into this season. Uh, Joe Offerhang-Goway. Uh, will be in this team as well for me in jersey number 16. Can play in the front row, can play a lock, can play on an edge. He's very versatile in the forwards. And then I'm very stuck between Willemu Gregg and uh, Sean Lane. Now, Sean Lane, uh, for a lot of people, is an instant start. I just don't see it after the form uh, that he had coming back from injury. I'm still a bit 50-50 as to whether he's starting in this team. That's why I've got Bryce Cartwright and Ryan Madison in the back row. People might think that's controversial. It's just my opinion. Uh, gun to head, I'll go with Sean Lane just due to the experience to start the year. But Willemu Gregg will definitely be pushing for a bench spot, bench spot in this team for sure. Uh, Willemu Gregg might even be there over Joe Offerhang-Goway, to be honest. So uh, we'll have to wait and see how this 17 looks, but that's my opinion. Gun to head, Sean Lane gets in there in jersey number 17. Uh, but Willemu Gregg could easily be in there as well. Uh, I just have to wait and see how Willemu Gregg... Sorry. Sean Lane um, starts the year um, going into 2024 if he does work his way back into this side, like a lot of people say he will. And then the final side that we're doing today uh, is the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Again, a very interesting one. Um, you know, a lot of factors to consider. The 14 jersey, uh, the fullback position as well, uh, that right wing spot, whether it will be Isaiah Tass or Tyrone Munro. Um, you know, the halfback position as well, Lachlan Ilias, I feel like he's under a little bit of pressure going into this year. You've got a halfback in New South Wales Cup that won the comp and took his side to a grand final in New South Wales Cup, was also the player of the year in New South Wales Cup as well. So a lot of pressure on a guy like Lockie Ilias to perform going into this year. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors going into how this team is going to look, but here's my predicted 1-17 to 17 based off some of the things that I've heard, some of the whispers I've heard out of the club this season. Latrell Mitchell is the fullback for me. I think that he starts the year at fullback. I think he will be the fullback all year. Um, you know, there was a lot of, you know, I guess rumors that he would be going back into the centers, but then who are you going to chuck at fullback? 
I sort of had Jack White in there for a little while. I think I was a little bit delusional in the thinking that Jack White would play fullback. I don't think he has the runs in his legs uh, at the moment or anymore, to be honest. I think Latrell Mitchell, young, raw, um, you know, I shedded 10 kilos as well. I was very 50-50 on Latrell. I was very dependent on how he was coming into the preseason. He's coming to the preseason really well. He's my fullback, uh, and I don't think I'm going to really change my mind again on that one. Uh, Alex Johnston is a lock on the left wing. The right wing is a little bit more concerning, though. Do you put Tyron Munro in there, or do you put Isaiah Tass in that right wing spot? For me, to start the year, it is Tyrone Munro right now. Going into the trials, though, I think I'm going to have to go ahead and see how Isaiah Tass goes in that right wing spot. A lot of people are saying that he should play center in the trials just because you have a lot of rookies playing generally uh, in the trial games. You got to think about it this way. He won't be playing left center in 2024 for the Rabbitohs. Jack Whiten will. So why would you put Isaiah Tass at left center only for him to be playing right wing? On the other side of the park and in a different position, why wouldn't you trial him at right wing just to see if maybe he is a better option than Tyron Munro going into the start of 2024? I think that he will definitely be uh, playing right wing in the trials. Isaiah Tass, because Tyron Munro will be out with an ankle injury. But at the moment, for me to start the year on the right wing, Tyron Munro is the next big thing coming out of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think that he will be the right winger. Now, the centers are both locks. Uh, Jack Whiten at the left center. Uh, Campbell Graham on the right-hand side with Tyrone Munro is going to be deadly. Uh, and, Ty- and Campbell Graham has already had a big start to the year in 2023. Hopefully, that st- sternum injury is all good now. Uh, and he can have a real crack at getting into this Origin team, depending on if there's injuries in that Origin side, uh, depending on what Madge wants to go with. I think that if Campbell Graham is injury-free, he can have a real crack at getting into that Origin side, potentially on the wing. Uh, but Campbell Graham, I am predicting him to have a big year, injury-free, hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, but yeah, Campbell Graham, Jack Whiten in the centers. Cody Walker is a lock in the number five, in this number six, sorry, the number five, eight, the number six. Uh, and then the number seven, again, it's another one where you're sort of tossing and turning. A lot of people think that Lockie Elias is a sure thing. I think he is under a little bit of pressure. I feel like he needs to gain some confidence um, in this side. Learn to bark some orders, learn to take control of this team, and just allow Cody Walker to play his footy. A lot of the time, Cody Walker was forced to, you know, really take charge of this side, but that's just not his role. He's not a halfback. He's a 5'8". Uh, uh, Cody Walker, very used to a guy like Adam Reynolds being the little general in this team. Lockie Elias needs to turn into that little general, especially if he's going to be the halfback moving forward post Cody Walker as well. So uh, it's got to be a big year for Lockie Elias. A lot of pressure on him in that number seven jersey for me. Uh, Let's see how he goes. At the moment, I've got him starting. Dean Hawkins, though, I've got right behind him. If Lockie Elias has a poor start to the year, uh, well, I'm happy to give him till origin. But if he has a poor start to the year, I'm probably going to hand the keys to Dean Hawkins. But I'm very, very keen to see if Lachlan Elias can handle himself. I think he can. I've seen him do it in New South Wales Cup. It's time to do it on the big stage in NRL. And I'm keen to see if he can do that. Uh, it's a bit of Tola and Tom Burgess to start. A lot of people have Tom Burgess coming off the bench. I think it's Tom Burgess's last year, reportedly. He might be going to play over with Sam Burgess. Sam Burgess being a coach, I believe, of the Warrington Wolves. Uh, so I think that Tom Burgess will go over and play under his 
older brother, but we'll have to wait and see on that. As far as I know, he is a South Sydney Rabbitoh moving forward. Uh, but Tom uh, Tom Burgess, I think, will start with Tavita Tola. Damien Cook starts at nine, and that's a lock. I don't think there'll be any people, uh, anyone in this side pushing Damien Cook out of that nine role. Uh, Keon Kalama-Tungi, I'm hearing, will start on the left-hand side alongside Jack Whiten and Alex Johnston and Cody Walker. Obviously, you've got Latrell Mitchell roaming down that side as well. It is going to be a crazy-looking side going into next year, a fucking insane side going into next year, that left-hand side. Very keen to see how it develops. Talis Duncan, I'm hearing, is going to play on the right edge. So I've got him there at right back row. A lot of people in the comments of the last post on that South Sydney post, a predicted team a few weeks ago, were saying that Talis Duncan would start. I sort of didn't believe it. I thought it was a lot of people sharing their opinions. I didn't think that it was actual rumors coming out of South Sydney that Talis Duncan would be starting at right edge back row. I didn't mind him coming through the middle, and apparently he's a younger version of Cam Murray, according to some of the boys uh, in that South Sydney camp. So might even transition into a 13 jersey uh, over the next few years. But at the moment, he'll be playing right edge back row. Cam Murray is the 13 in this team, locked in, ready to go. Um, in terms of the bench, uh, there's a lot of conjecture as to who the 14 will be. If you're building towards the future, it's Peter Mamanzelos. He's going to be the successor of Damian Cook over the next few years when Damian Cook hangs up the boots. I think Damian Cook's got a few years left still, and I'm very surprised that Peter Mamanzelos re-signed considering there's a lot of clubs looking for a gun number nine at the moment. Um, but, yeah, he's re-signed with the club. I think showing that commitment... Uh, to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Plus, I don't think that he would have re-signed unless that he unless he was guaranteed that 14 jersey. I think that Sevilla Havili and Peter Mamanzelos can play in the side together because Havili does a great job playing in the middle as well, through the middle of the park in that 13 role or even in the front row. So they could both be in this side. But as a 14, as far as a 14 goes to play hooker, Peter Mamanzelos is my guy. Uh, Davey Mowali wears jersey number 15. He was outstanding when he came in for the Rabbitohs. He's the future in this side in the forwards. I think that he definitely gets the spot uh, on the bench. Uh, Jai Arrow is jersey number 16. Can play on an edge or in the middle. Love that about Jai Arrow. And then Sean Kepi is jersey number 17. So Havili doesn't make the side for me if he's not the 14 because they've just got such a stacked forward pack. Uh, but, you know, Havili could make it over guys like Davey Mowali off the bench or even in that 14 jersey over Mamanzelos. But, as I said, I don't know why Mamanzelos would have re-signed if he wasn't guaranteed that number 14 jersey. But we'll have to wait and see. I could be dead wrong. Uh, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube, Big Lezzers League. I've got the TikTok. I've got the Instagram, Big Lezzers League. Make sure you go ahead and follow both of those. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, subscribe to all podcasting platforms, Big Lezzers League. We want to get the podcast bigger than ever in 2024, and it's all up to you guys. Make sure you listen to as many podcasts of mine as you can, and we'll see you guys in the next one when we go through the next few teams. Well,